It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Can you believe it? We are in the final quarter of the NBA season. We've rounded that final turn. We are headed home. So let's look back at the third quarter of the season, name our MVP, and what to look forward to in these final 20 games. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Indeed, Locked On Magic. Today is March 1st, 2023. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to review the third quarter of the Orlando Magic season. Name our third quarter MVP. Plus, ask some questions that we need answered in these final 20, 20 games. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The third quarter of the Orlando Magic season um, was interesting for a number of reasons. Um, first, it was, you know, for at least January, February, along with December, were three consecutive months with a winning record. Yes, the Magic were only like a game over 500 uh, in those in those months, or a couple games over 500, but still, nonetheless, uh, we look at this team where they started at five and twenty to where they are now, where you know they have the. Eighth best record in the East since December seventh, or, or whatever it is. This is a team that's figured out at the very least how to tread water, um, which is an important skill. The Magic went eleven and ten during the third quarter of the season, the twenty-one games. You know, I, I split the season into in about twenty-game spurts here to, to kind of give us a chance to reflect on things. The Magic went eleven and ten, and, and considering where they were at the start of the season, that is pretty. Solid progress. Um, we can't be so upset, so upset with that, or so upset with that. But at the same time, we look at the bigger picture of the season, and we ask ourselves: Is this team making up ground? Like we talk about the play and chase a lot here. We talk about the postseason chase a lot here. We are eager to see this team take some significant steps and take some leaps forward. Uh, to be a postseason team, to be a playoff-capable team. And they're kind of hovering around three and a half, four and a half games out of the final play-in tournament. If there is a frustration about the progress the Magic are making, it's that, yeah, they've made progress, but they're also not gaining much ground. That's okay for now, though. Like, seriously, it's okay. 
while I think there is the hand-wringing and the consternation and, and the desire to see this team take that next step, what we saw in the third quarter of the season was really a continuation of the progress the Magic have made. They became one of the best defensive teams in the league during that span. Again, just a quarter of a season, how much stock can you put into it? Not as much, but when you add that with what they did in the second quarter of the season, the Magic have been a top 10 defense for a, a couple months now. That's, that's, that's pretty sustained. We're not talking about a last month of the season run or anything like that. We're talking about nearly half of a season of the Magic being one of the top 10 defenses in the league. That's that's all a really good sign. That's all really good s- signals of progress. And honestly, they're doing this when a lot of us would consider many of their player, many of their star players especially, to be in something of a shooting slump. Paolo Bancaro's struggles, talked a little bit about them yesterday, are pretty well noted at this point. He's hit the rookie wall. He's looked a little flat at times. He's had his struggles. Franz Wagner, too, has looked a little tired at times. Not able to kind of impose himself on the games in the way that he has that he has, or that we know he can or, or how we even want him to. But what's been impressive about the Magic through the third quarter of the season is how everyone really figured out and found their roles. How they stepped up to fill in the gaps. How they made this quarter of the season, made this team truly their own. As much as we love to talk about the big names on this roster, success in the third quarter of the season came down to the play of Mo Wagner, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, Wendell Carter. It came down to guys stepping up, Jalen Suggs stepping up and really embracing the grind, embracing the role that they have on this team. As Jamal Mosley likes to say, this is a group that's going to play by committee. There there are no star players. There are. But there are no star players. Everyone's going to be called on to do something. And at the end of the day, if this team is going to be successful, they have to do it more often than not. So yes, Paolo and Franz will have the ball in their hands. But it's Markel Fultz managing and, and leading the team. It's Wendell Carter providing a solid backstop. It's Jalen Suggs being a chaos agent off the bench. It's Jonathan Isaac providing his defense when he's in. It's Cole Anthony giving the team a scoring punch and a little bit of attitude, frankly, uh, on the offensive end. It's Mo Wagner being a solid outlet and a dump option in the post. It's everyone doing it all together. And that's honestly been the most impressive part of how the Magic have played over the last 21 games. Yes, they've treaded water. Yes, there is still progress to make. This team is not perfect. And they, they've they made tremendous strides. They've made tremendous growth. And all of that, that that's the point of the season. That's what's important. But they've done it together. They've done a lot together. And that's why this season feels like such a huge success. Because everyone is bought into what they want to do. Everyone is bought into who this team wants to be. And they're finding success on the court for it. Just looking at the Magic schedule for the last 21 games, there's no losing streak longer than two games. There's also no winning streak longer than two games. And that is 
what being a 500 team is. Over the course of, of this stretch, we've seen the Magic beat the Boston Celtics at home in a really charged and, and exciting game. We've seen them have a 40-point quarter against the Indiana Pacers. We've seen them blow leads against the Miami Heat and New York Knicks. We've seen them blow out the Charlotte Hornets. We've seen them get into a fight and win the game against the Timberwolves. We've seen them come back from 20 down to beat the Sixers. We've seen them handle the Nuggets on their home floor. We've seen it all from this Magic team. And even even when it seems like they get knocked down, even when it seems like this team should be out for the count or should wither and die, to be perfectly honest, this Magic team fights back. That's going to be the most valuable thing for this team in the fourth quarter of the season. The final 20 games of the season. That's what's going to be most valuable. That this team fights back. That they play hard. That they get it done. There's a lot still for this team to learn and grow. This is not a finished product. And, and certainly, the offseason is going to loom now. Because this is a team that's going to experience some change. It has to, to continue the growth that they're on. But the third quarter of the season cemented a lot of the gains this team has made. And made us eager, most of all, for what comes next. We're going to chat a little bit about some of those fourth quarter goals, but first I'm going to name the MVP of the third quarter of the season, talk a little bit about where his play stands. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at FanDuel. We are past the midway point of the NBA season, rounding toward home here in the final quarter of the year, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's me putting my pinky out my mouth because I'm Dr. Evil. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and LockedOn NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like, I, uh, like, like If you've listened to the show, you know I like to take these pauses at, at the quarter points of, of every season. Um, the games are divided into quarters. I divide the season into quarters. Um, so we're, we're, we're looking today at the third quarter of the season. Like I said, Magic went, ten, went, uh, went uh, 11 and 10 during the third quarter of the season. Yeah, they continue to make really significant gains. But it was a strange quarter, too. Because it certainly felt like and looked like the Magic were starting to hit a wall. 
that like their young players are just like kind of at varying degrees and varying levels. And while their top guys seemed like they started to slow down, there were a lot of bench players that seemed to to pick the picked up the play. And, and, and again, that's what's really fun and great about this team is everybody seems to pick each other up. Everyone is really in this together. And, and again, you you love teams like that. These are the teams that really endear themselves to fans. Um, so before I name my MVP, special shout out to Jalen Suggs, who really seemed to come into his own during this last quarter of the season. Um, really begin to figure out what what how he can be successful and how he can help his team win. De-emphasize some of the things that maybe were a little bit out of control before the injury. He really embraced the role that was given to him, and he's found success. Special shout out to Mo Wagner, who was fantastic. Um, a guy that I, a lot of people, including myself, have doubted over the years. He has really stepped in and found his role. And while there's certainly still some weaknesses and things that that need to improve, he has given this team a consistent lift off the bench. And yes, a little bit of an edge at times. And then special shout out to Cole Anthony. Uh, Cole, Cole believes he's a starter and he absolutely should. He is a starting level point guard in this league. Um, he has embraced coming off the bench. Embrace being the leading scorer on that off the bench in, in a way that I think a lot of us thought would fit his game. But he has taken to it so much better and so much more than I think a lot of us a lot of us thought he would. And he has had some big games. He has rescued the team. He's kept them in games. He has set the magic up well to get a lot of these wins that they've been getting. But I do have to go in a different direction for the third quarter MVP. My third quarter MVP is still Franz Wagner. Now, like I said, this quarter of the season was a bit of a struggle for, for, for the Magic's top guys. Paolo Bancaro still led the team in scoring with 17.5 points per game, but shot just 39% from floor, just 19.2% from beyond the arc, um, still averaging 7.2 free throw attempts per game. Paolo was still very, very good, but as I always say, rookies are usually pretty bad. Franz Wagner, though, still had a good run. 16.7 points per game, 48.3% shooting, 40% from beyond the arc, 75.7% from the line. More than that, the team was a plus 4.2 per game with him on the floor. And a lot of that has to do with him playing with the bench unit. But it still feels like it goes a little bit further than that. The Magic are simply better when Franz Wagner is on the floor. In the third quarter of the season, the Magic had a plus 6.8 net rating with Franz Wagner on the floor. That means that's that's the best of any player on the team, save for Caleb Houston, who played 56 minutes, Admiral Schofield, who, play, who played 20, Goga Patadze, who played 9, and Mo Bamba, who's of course no longer on the team, played 78. Franz Wagner in 691 minutes during the third quarter of the season. The Magic had a 114.5 offensive rating. That's nearly three points per 100 possessions better than their average with him on the floor. And a 107.7 defensive rating, nearly four points per 100 possessions better with Wagner on the floor. Essentially, it didn't matter if Wagner was playing with the starters or playing with the bench. The Magic were better with Wagner on the floor. That's just how it is. You could go through any player on this roster and they will almost undoubtedly be better with Franz Wagner on the floor. While we're all really impressed with with Wagner's shooting and his finishing ability, and that that stuff's really good, 
this was a quarter that saw a little bit of a downturn on that front. That saw him struggle a little bit uh, with with his shot with the shot making and 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 some of that. It was an odd quarter of the season for him. Yet still, it was clear the impact that he could make. His defense, which we are not talking enough about, um, I'm glad someone brought it up with with him at least um, during practice yesterday in Milwaukee. Um, but his defense on Brandon Ingram, and I know Ingram still had a pretty good scoring game. His defense has taken a, a huge leap, and and frankly, I don't think we're talking about it enough. Enough, at least when Wagner doesn't have to guard quicker two guards, his lower body strength and his ability to stay in front of people is pretty pretty impressive. Like I, I think I do think we got to start thinking about Franz as a potential two two way player, where he's not only one of your best offensive players, but potentially your best defender too in that starting lineup. But that's part of what this season's supposed to be, to explore all the sides of Franz Wagner. We saw early in the year what happens when he's on the ball more and the leading scorer, and certainly I think we want to see some more of that. I want to see him take... We haven't seen him take a dark step back in a long time. That, that needs to get back into his game. He needs to get back to finishing better at the rim, which, which started to happen here toward the end of the third quarter of the season. Certainly the All-Star break kind of helped him reset and get his legs back under him. The Magic need to see all of this from Franz more and more and more. And that's what we're starting to see. That's what the third quarter of the season started to generate, started to bring. Is that Franz Wagner, even when he's bad, is still pretty darn good. Even going through a shooting slump, Franz Wagner is still going to produce positive play on the floor. Yes, we want to see Franz get more of the ball. Now that Franz seems to have his legs back under him and, and, and seems to kind of be getting his second wind after essentially playing since July, and, and that's going to happen again this summer, folks, because he's going to the World Cup. Um, it's, it's, in, it's important to see Franz continue to make this growth. And this was a quarter of the season for growth for him because he continued to find a way to contribute even when his shot wasn't necessarily going down. Look, everyone who's been talking about the Magic over the All-Star break over the last couple of weeks, they all say the same thing. This is a promising young Magic team. This is a team on the rise. This is a team that is starting to figure everything out. It is hard not to get irrationally excited with the young talent on this team the unique passing and playmaking ability that Paolo has, that Franz has. And literally, if Paolo has games like he had Monday night and Franz plays consistently, it's going to be hard to stop this team. This team's going to be competitive just based off talent alone because they're tough to deal with. And Franz hopefully showed a way that they could be tough to deal with even if they're not playing at their absolute best. So for that reason, Franz Wagner is our MVP of the third quarter of the season. There are 20 games left. There is still a lot to get to. We're going to chat a little bit about what to expect in the final quarter of the season coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Obviously, I think the the big storyline for the final quarter of the season, the storyline that we're going to push, the storyline that we're going to be following, is the play-in chase. Um, can the Magic make the play-in tournament? They're currently four and a half games back, I believe four and a half games back, of the Washington Wizards um, for that final play-in spot. They got a lot of teams to climb. Indiana, Chicago are right ahead of them before they even get to Washington and Toronto. It's going to be a it's going to be a climb, and it's not going to be easy. Um, and so I, I would always warn people, and I'm going to warn people, I'm going to warn you here. Don't judge whether this fourth quarter of the season is successful by whether the Magic make the play-in tournament or not. This team started 5-20. and 20, They put themselves in a very deep hole. They're very young. They're going to make mistakes. The point of all this is to get the experience of this pressure. The season's already a success. Provided the Magic continue to win at a nice clip. And, and, and look... Baseline goal, finish 500 again uh, for the final quarter of the season. Get 10 more wins. That's going to get you to, what, 35? Like, that, that 35 wins. We would have been crazy for that in October. Um, that's probably going to leave you four games short, three, four games short of the play. It's going to take 38, 39 wins to get there. Um, but 10 more wins, 11 more wins, 12 more wins, that's hugely successful. And so the play-in chase is just a good framework to apply a little bit of pressure to see how this team responds to pressure. Because that's what they're going to experience moving forward. We are done with the rebuild. Or, or, uh, not done with the rebuild. We are done with the early initial stages of the rebuild. We are moving on to the we're ready to compete stage. That's why there are all these rumors about free agency and trades and everything. That's why the draft is important, but not the be-all, end-all. Because this team needs... Something that maybe the draft can't give them. We'll get to that in June and July. For now, what the Magic need to see and understand with this team and with this group moving forward is what they have now. What do we have now? What do we have that's going to respond to pressure? And so, yes, the play-in tournament isn't the be-all, end-all of the season. Season's a success. Don't, don't forget that. It's not about making the play-in tournament. It's about playing under the pressure that a postseason chase is going to bring. The Magic are already in, you know, at least in intensity playoff mode. They may not be in playoff mode by minute by minutes, and I know that's a big thing that I talk to a lot of people about. They're not playing guys playoff minutes, but they need to play with playoff urgency and focus these final 20 games. And certainly as the season narrows down, perhaps we will see play, a playoff-like rotation or playoff-like game management. And like, look, I'm the same way as all of you guys. I want to see what Jamal Mosley looks like in a playoff situation. I think he's still coaching his team to develop, and I think that's absolutely the right thing for him to do. Um, but part of development is putting these guys under pressure, simulating those experiences where you can, because that pressure needs to be real. And frankly, I, 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 I hope there is disappointment, not just from fans, but from the players, 
if and when they do get eliminated. It does need to hurt. It does need to sing. It does need to drive them through the offseason. So much of this is about that. So much of what we're about to see in the last 20 games is going to be viewed under that framework. And that's important. It's not important whether the Magic Maker missed the play-in tournament. It's important that they feel and understand the pressure and the detail it's going to take to make it. Having said that then, a lot of what I think I want to see on the court is a continued focus and a continued hardening of the team's defensive principles and core. I think the one thing I think I think again the season this rest of the season is viewed under the context of what is this going to look like when we're a playoff team next year or what or, or, or how does this need to look like if we're going to be a playoff team moving forward because I'm ready to say it I don't know if the front office would be ready to say this or, or would say this directly I'm ready to say this the Magic need to make the playoffs next season and 2024 we need to be talking about the playoffs more seriously um, and, and with and more kind of critically. Um, at this point of the year, we need to be in the chase. We need to be in the in the right spot. It's it that pressure is is right around the corner, and and this is again this practice and simulation for it. And so, what I want to see the magic do is obviously just be more consistent, pay attention to detail. But I want to see the magic kind of really harden their defensive identity. The magic have been a top ten defense over the last two quarters of the season. Make it three quarters of the season, and I think we'll all feel like oh, this this is real. The Magic really are a defensive juggernaut in the waiting. They really are a team that teams don't want to deal with because they play such strong defense. We'll figure out the offense. It's going to come. I, I I would say, I think that the Magic run an offense that is designed to be successful in the playoffs, but it's not quite designed to be consistent in the regular season, if that makes sense. The shots that the Magic get right now are the shots that they would get in the playoffs. They're not the shots they're going to get that that they're not, but you need a healthy diet of every other shot. They're kind of growing inside out almost, where a lot of teams, you know, get the shooting, get themselves in the playoffs, and then realize, oh, we need to diversify our offense a little bit, or we need to be able to hit some of these mid-range jumpers, or or kind of stop short and, and hit these shots. The Magic, I think, are pretty good at getting those kind of playoff caliber shots, but they obviously need some of the other elements around the perimeter to help them get there, but. It starts with the defense with the team. That's what their identity wants to be. That's the personnel that they have. Continuing this defensive improvement is going to be really vital for the Magic and their ultimate development. There is a lot to get to. There's a lot to do. There's a lot to accomplish. But the Magic have put themselves in a position where we can clearly see this team's growth. And so obviously, the last element, the last thing we need to see in the final quarter of the season is we need to see everything continue to progress. Whether it's the defense continuing to improve, whether it's the offense continuing to improve, whether it's Franz continuing to find his way and, and his role, whether it's Jalen continuing to find his way and his role, whether it's Paolo looking like he did back in November and, and really starting to assert himself in games, whether it's Wendell being a great defender, whether it's Markel continuing to manage games and improve his impact on winning, this team just needs to continue to improve. As our friend, old friend Steve Clifford used to say, the goal is to play your best basketball in April. Whether the Magic are in or out of the play-in tournament, even if they're eliminated, to be perfectly honest, I want to see this team finish the season strong. I want to see this team run through the tape. I want to see this team uh, be the best version of themselves. We need this final quarter of the season to be the best 
quarter of the year. And yeah, that might mean they go 12 and 8 or 13 and 5. They really establish themselves as that team on the rise. We need to have a final quarter of the season like 2006 when the Magic nearly made the playoffs uh, after being dead and buried uh, entering the final quarter of the season. We need it to be like 2019. We need it to be like 2000. Yeah, I said it. Um, this is a team that is capable of doing so much more. And obviously we know we are at the ground floor of this thing. But it's time to start wondering if we can take the express elevator. And that's going to be proven on the court. And this team has shown they are capable of doing it. And it's going to make for an exciting final push to the season. I want to thank you again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. If you're tuning in, Himway, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast and able to listen to advice. For the something on Magic, be sure to check out Orlando Magic Daily at a comic. Of course, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Game to Game NBA podcast, part of the Locked On NBA feed. Get all the latest scores, analysis from every game around the league. It's like watching every game around the league from the local experts who know their team best. Check it out today, Game to Game NBA on the Locked On NBA feed. You can find that on Odyssey, YouTube, or wherever you download podcasts. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Old Line Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this week, we'll cross the We'll see you again next time for another episode. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.